Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. We know this, that you can take physical culture and cultivate your body. We know this, that men have learned how to cultivate their intellect till they become mental gymnasts. We know this, that people found uh, that there's no limit almost to the development of the human mind. But what about developing our spirits? Only the Word of God can tell us. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, Developing the Human Spirit by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. I know I can do what the Bible tells me I can do. God wouldn't tell me to do something I couldn't do. I knew that he told me to bring my children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. I knew I was going to do that. And they're going to put the word of God into them. And you can too right now. As your young people set out to walk in the light of life. Hallelujah. We said this, that man's a spirit being. He has a soul. He lives in a body. He's in the class of being with God. When Adam sinned, when he fell, his spirit became estranged from God. His spirit became separated from God. And the heart of every man is unsatisfied. There's a heart hunger, a spirit hunger deep down on the inside of everybody. That's what drives them to do a lot of things they do, trying to find pleasure in the world. This poor old world. You ever get out in the world much? Of course, I don't, but once in a while you're out there somewhere, you know, and they're trying to have a good time. Bless the heart over the silliest little old things you've ever seen in your lifetime, just to playing around like a bunch of monkeys. But see, they don't know that there's something on the inside of them driving them, seeking, trying to find something. That heart hunger, that spirit hunger is in the heart, in the spirit, on the inside of every man. It's the most outstanding feature of man. And it'll never be satisfied. Never be satisfied until that spirit is reborn, until that spirit is born again and becomes a new man in Christ Jesus. And then you'll find satisfaction. But then your spirit, after it's born again, even after you're filled with the Holy Ghost and speak with other tongues, you need to cultivate, you need to learn to cultivate your spirit. We know this, that you can take physical culture and cultivate your body. We know this, that men have learned how to cultivate their intellect till they become mental gymnasts. We know this, that people found uh, that there's no limit almost to the development of the human mind. But what about developing our spirits? Only the Word of God can tell us. Your spirit is the real you. Now, if you're going to develop your spirit, you're going to have to become spirit conscious. Too many are body conscious. That's about all they're conscious of is their body. I never in all my life, even some spirit-filled Christians, get so tired of hearing them, and all they ever talk about is their body. Yeah, they got a little ache here, they got a little pain there, got a little something here, a little something over there. That's all they ever talk about. about. I never think about my body. I go along sometimes for 10 years at the time, don't even hardly know I got a body. I'm a spirit being, praise God. Amen. Are you listening to me? And that's the reason, that's the reason they live on that low level. That's the reason the devil plays havoc in their bodies because they're so body conscious. Absolutely the truth. You see, your spirit is the real you. Your spirit is the part of you that contacts God. Your spirit is the part of you that God contacts. God contacts you through your spirit. He doesn't contact you through your body. He doesn't contact you through your mind. God's not a mind. God's not a man. Jesus said God is a spirit. 
Your spirit is the part of you that's born again. Your spirit is the part of you that's recreated and receives this life, this nature of God into it. And that's the part of you that should dominate your thinking faculties. The part of you that gives you personality, that gives color to you, is your spirit. Now, here's something, and I went along for years and didn't notice that. I want you to turn with me. You were right there at Galatians. Maybe still be open there. Turn there to Romans real quickly. And I want to prove to you by the word of God that it's your spirit, not your mind, not your body that's born again, and that God, when you're even filled with the Holy Ghost, it's not your mind that's filled with the Holy Ghost, it's not your body that's filled with the Holy Ghost. Now somebody said, well, yeah, but the Bible said your body's a temple of the Holy Ghost. I know it. But the only reason your body becomes a temple of the Holy Ghost is because your body is a temple of your own spirit. The Holy Ghost come to dwell in your heart, in your spirit. Are you listening to me? Not your body per se. Now look here at Romans 12th chapter in the first and second verses. Paul's writing to the saints in Rome. He isn't writing to sinners. He's not writing to the world. He's not writing to the world. He's writing to Christians. He's not writing to sinners. This doesn't apply to sinners. Look there in the first chapter of Romans in the seventh verse and see that he addressed this letter to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. Notice that. Beloved of God, called to be saints. That's who he's writing to. Well, that's us. He's writing to all that be in Tulsa, or wherever you came from, beloved of God and called to be saints. Now notice he said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, he's writing to brethren, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies. Well, see, if your body was already saved and already born again, you wouldn't have to do anything with your body. It'd already be all right. But you do something with your body. Present your bodies. A living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. One translation said, which is your spiritual service. Now notice the second verse. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Now then, friends, the Word of God is given to us to fit and to develop our spirits. And when we were born again, your mind was not touched. The new birth is not a mental experience. The new birth is not a physical experience. The new birth is a spiritual experience. You can't tell at the moment, looking on the outside of a person to save your life, what happened on the inside of them. I learned that many, many years ago. I've seen people come to the altar, cry, pray, jump up just all thrilled, hugged everybody inside. I'm so glad the Lord saved me, glory to God. Never did see them anymore, never mounted the hill of beans. Everybody thought, man, they got a real experience because they were quite emotional. I've had other people to come to the altar, just get up and sort of wipe a tear, and I couldn't even see one out of their eye, and mumble, I'm so glad the Lord saved me and went and sat down. <laughs> Became the most stalwart Christian in the church. You can't tell what happened on the inside of a man because of any something on the outside right at the moment. It'll show up eventually out there. Don't misunderstand me, but I said at the moment. And so... Notice here, 
these people Paul is writing to is born-again, spirit-filled believers. They not only were born again, they were filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues. Well, then let's notice something then according to Romans 12, 1 and 2. I said, first, the new birth is not a physical experience. It is not a mental experience. It's a spiritual experience. By the same token, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is not a mental experience. It doesn't affect your mind. The new birth doesn't affect your mind. The baptism of the Holy Ghost or being filled with the Holy Ghost is not a physical experience. That's the reason people that put great emphasis on the physical part, I know you're going to speak with tongues, all right, but put great emphasis on the physical instead of the spiritual never make it. They become spiritual derelicts on the sea of life. Because the minute then that they don't feel right, they said, well, I lost it. Because they based it all on their physical. It's not a physical experience, it's a spiritual experience. I learned many, many years ago to quit trying to get some kind of physical action from somebody but to get their minds quiet, their bodies quiet, and get them from their spirits, their heart, on the inside of them to receive the Holy Ghost. I've tested it out purposely, purposely, purposely. Just purposely, if you want to call it an experiment. I mean, I had a, a Bible class, I remember one time, just at a home meeting. After the Lord led me into a different type of ministry, and these people are denominational people. They don't know there's mighty few of us. wasn't a handful of us there that were Pentecostal that had the Baptist Holy Ghost. I never mentioned the Pentecostal experience per se. I just simply, after several nights of Bible teaching, said to the group, if you haven't been born again, there is a new birth. You can be born again. You're tired of being the old creature you were. You like to be made a new creature. Several lifted their hands and came. Went into another room to pray. I said, uh, I, you that are born again and know the Lord as your Savior, is there hunger in your heart to go deeper with God and to know Him in a deeper way? If there is, I'd like to pray with you. About six lifted their hand. I put them in another room. I went in there and just sat down with them, read a little bit about from the Bible. I said, you see, God wants us also to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Never said a word about tongues. Never said a word about any kind of physical experience. Never even mentioned it. I said, he wants us to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And if you're born with the Spirit, you have the Spirit. But it's one thing to have a glass of water, another thing to be full of water. See, just because you drunk one glass of water is no sign you're full of water. Are you listening to me? Water is a type of the Spirit, see? So I just said, I'm going to pray with you. And say to you, receive the Spirit. I just experimented. These people were untaught. They were not Pentecostal. They hadn't been around Pentecostals. And so we just stood up and I prayed for them. And then I said, receive the Holy Ghost. And all of them started talking in tongues just all, all at once. Just like that. Just like that. I didn't tell them to. Hadn't told them to. I was just experimenting around. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all listen to me, see? A lot of times people try to get physical reaction from somebody. I've heard people in Pentecostal circles tell people, holler louder so God will hear you. <laughs> well, God didn't hear you because you hollered louder. That's trying to get a physical reaction. I'd rather get them quiet. Amen. Lift your hands higher so the Lord will hear you. Go through all kinds of gymnastics. <laughs> well, it's not a physical experience. Now, notice this. Notice what he's saying here. Analyze what he's saying. These are born-again, spirit-filled people. Born-again, spirit-filled people. But their bodies and their minds had not been affected as they should be by that experience. So Paul's writing to them and telling them that you are going to have to do something with your body. God's not going to do something with your body. He's going to give you a new one one day. But here, you have to do something with it. The man on the inside that's born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, you've got the help and the aid of the Holy Ghost to help you do something with that body. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, 27, but I keep my body under. 
He did something with his body. I bring it into subjection. Lest by any means after I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway, as the Martin said, disapproved. What did he say? He said God did something with his body. No, no, he said I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. God wants transfigured bodies. But you're the one, the real you, your spirit is the real you. And it's that man on the inside that must do something with the body. Are you listening to me? You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer. It's the classic DVD, Gathering Up the Spoil by Kenneth E. Hagan. On this power-packed DVD from Camp Meeting 1998, Kenneth E. Hagan explains that you're opposed by a defeated enemy and teaches you how to gather up the spoil of the battle Jesus won. Deliverance, salvation, divine healing, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, righteousness, peace, and joy. This timeless teaching DVD is just $14.95. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. That's right. And every Sunday night, we are in Oklahoma City, 8921 Northwest Expressway, Rama Bible Church, 6 p.m. every Sunday yeah. night. And somebody said, well, you just have Sunday night. Yeah. Uh, you know, many years ago, they started Saturday night services, so everybody could be off on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, now, wait a minute. Let's do Sunday night. You can have the whole weekend and come experience Sunday morning on Sunday That's night right. at 6 p.m. And uh, so come on out there and be with us. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, Developing the Human Spirit. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.